0: Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announces the date for the Indigenous Voice referendum. Former Prime Minister John Howard speaks out against the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. And former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull shows support for the yes vote. The Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum will be held on the 14th of October. The announcement comes as polling suggests a shift in support for the voice in South Australia toward the yes vote and Tasmania leading towards a no vote. Previous polls had put no ahead in South Australia, considered a crucial swing state. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has encouraged voters to consider all the facts before making a decision. On that day, every Australian will have a a once-in-a-generation chance to bring our country together and to change it for the better. To vote for recognition, listening and better results. And I ask all Australians to vote yes. Former Prime Minister John Howard has spoken out against the Indigenous voice to Parliament. Mr Howard told Sky News an Indigenous advisory body would have what he calls a coercive effect over the government of the day, despite the federal government's assurances to the contrary. The truth is that any pronouncement of this body will have a coercive effect on the government of the day. And if this body proposes something that the government doesn't like every man and his dog to use in Australianism mm. will be yelling at the government to do what they're told because this, after all, is the body which represents Indigenous people. Mm. And you've gone through all this trouble mm. to insert it in the Constitution and now you're going to ignore their advice. Mm. How can you possibly do that? You can find comprehensive information about the referendum visiting the SBS Voice Referendum Portal at www.sbs.com.au. Former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has joined Minister for the Environment Tanya Plibersek, handing out flyers in the Sydney electorate to campaign in support of the yes vote. While Mr Turnbull did not support the voice proposal when it was first presented in 2017, but says a lot has changed since then and he is now supportive. He says the referendum offers an important opportunity for Australia to listen to Indigenous Australians on the issues that affect them. The Indigenous community have backed this issue in for six years and they have argued, they've said this is what we want for recognition in our constitution. And if we're talking about recognising Indigenous Australians in our constitution, we should be listening to the people who are to be recognised. The Yes campaign for an Indigenous voice to Parliament views the crucial state of South Australia as winnable in the upcoming referendum. South Australians and Tasmanians are swing states for the Yes campaign to achieve a four state majority in the referendum, leaving West Australians and Queenslanders tipped to vote no. Inner city Adelaide is seen as the heart of the South Australian campaign, with the state's regions expected to return a high no vote, but balancing out with progressive metropolitan suburbs. Yes23 says support on the ground is growing, with droves of volunteers who have never joined political campaigns signing up to door knock. Spokeswoman Rachel Perkins says campaigners are standing on the shoulders of great people in the state, calling it the birthplace of the original referendum in 1967. The heads of an inquiry examining child sexual abuse in Tasmanian government institutions will deliver a closing address today before submitting their final report. The inquiry, which held public hearings last year, heard accounts of abuse and government failings in the justice, education, health and out-of-home care systems. The report will be submitted to the Governor tomorrow and will be made public by late September. The inquiry was called in 2020 after allegations against Ashley Youth Detention Centre workers and Launceston General Hospital nurse James Jeffrey Griffin were aired. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has addressed the Royal Commission into Defence and Veteran Suicide at a hearing. Mr Andrews discussed the rollout of the state's new Veterans Card and other programs designed to support former Defence Force members. Under the scheme, veterans are entitled to discount car registration, free fishing and boating licences and free public transport on Anzac Day and Remembrance Day. The Royal Commission was established in 2021 to examine how the system is failing Australian Defence Force members and veterans. Mr Andrews says the new programs and measures acknowledge the continually changing landscape of veteran affairs. It's a dynamic uh, environment. Things change. Priorities change. Uh, The veteran landscape has changed dramatically, uh, particularly when we think about contemporary conflicts in uh, recent times. If you or someone you know needs support, you can call the Defence Family Helpline on 1-800-624-608 or visit www.openarms.gov.au. A new report finds nearly half of working migrant and refugee women say they have been sexually harassed by their bosses, customers or clients. The 76-page report was released by Australia's National Research Organisation for Women's Safety and surveyed more than 700 migrant and refugee women across Australia. It found 46% of respondents experienced at least one form of sexual harassment in the workplace by men in the past five years. The most common types of harassment found include inappropriate phone calls and messages of a sexual nature, intrusive questions about their private lives, sexual suggestive jokes or staring in a way that was intimidating. The former Commonwealth Freedom of Information Commissioner has criticised the government agency and its head months after announcing his shock resignation. Leo Hardiman announced his departure in March, less than one year into his five-year term, citing his lack of power and chronic delays in the FOI system. The legal expert told a parliamentary inquiry that quitting was the most difficult decision of his career, but he could not in good conscience maintain the status quo. He says the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner did not sufficiently engage with freedom of information issues, with staff often diverted away from core functions for other purposes. Australia's peak railway body has kicked off a campaign to recruit young workers in a bid to address a skills shortage in the industry. The Australasian Railway Association's Work in Rail campaign is designed to attract school graduates, after research showed workers under the age of 25 represented just 4% of the industry's workforce. Australasian Railway Association Chief Executive Caroline Wilkie says the industry desperately needs to attract and train workers if it is to complete state and national projects successfully. An appeals court in Pakistan has suspended the corruption conviction and three-year prison sentence of former Prime Minister Imran Khan. Mr Khan is still expected to face a retrial, but the ruling will allow him to contest the next parliamentary elections. The former Prime Minister has also been granted bail, but his release has yet to be confirmed, as he faces a number of other charges since his removal from office in April 2022. Khan's lawyer, Malik Gohar Ali, says he's confident of Mr Khan's release. We are very hopeful he would be released. So far he has not been arrested in any other case. We have not been informed that he is under arrest in any other case. If that is the case, he should be out very soon. We are all waiting for there is a procedural formality. Mr Khan was convicted and sentenced earlier this month for concealing assets after selling state gifts he received while in office. As a result, the Election Commission of Pakistan disqualified Khan from running for public office for five years. Legislation to bring Victoria's triple zero call service under government control will be introduced to state parliament today. The Emergency Services Telecommunications Authority will be rebranded as triple zero Victoria by the end of the year under the proposal. It follows recommendations from former Police Chief Commissioner Graham Ashton, who found the agency was systematically underperforming. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has rejected claims that his government requested a confidentiality clause on the $380 million settlement to cancel the 2026 Commonwealth Games. A federal inquiry into the cancellation of the Commonwealth Games is currently hearing evidence from a number of politicians and community leaders. Today, Premier Andrews was asked about evidence provided by Commonwealth Games Australia leaders to the inquiry who said they did not request a confidentiality agreement. Mr Andrews says the Victorian government didn't request one either and claims the inability to disclose final details of the negotiation process is standard procedure. If you ask me what was all the nature of the back and forth across the negotiating table, I'm not able to talk about that. That's all I'm not able to talk about. That is the start and finish of that provision, which is a standard form provision for a commercial negotiation and settlement. Nothing more, nothing less. The dollar value and all the other details are in the joint statement, which was provided very soon after, literally hours after the deal was inked a couple of weeks ago. Almost half of Australia's best athletes are earning below the poverty line threshold with an annual income of less than $23,000. The Australian Sports Foundation's findings indicate that without bolstered financial support, the country risks an exodus of elite athletes ahead of major international events. A survey by the foundation found two in three elite Australian athletes aged between 18 and 34 have considered quitting their sport. One in two athletes aiming to compete in the 2026 Commonwealth Games have weighed up leaving their sport, as have 43% of those working towards the 2032 Olympic Games in Brisbane. The biggest challenges were costs and financial insecurity, with elite athletes spending more each year on travel and accommodation for competitions than they did on food. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, sunny 24. Adelaide, a shower or two 16. Melbourne, showers 15. Hobart, a shower or two 15. Aubrey wodonga showers 17, Canberra much the same 18, Wollongong showers and a possible storm 22, Sydney much the same 24, Newcastle much the same 26, Brisbane a shower or two and a possible storm 25, Townsville mostly sunny 27, Cairns mostly sunny 28, Alice Springs sunny 28, Darwin also sunny 35 and the Torres Strait Islands mostly sunny 30. And that is NITV Radio News.